Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This former producer of major market television shows writing into us anonymously to say he just found our show on Game Plus Television. Here's some tips. The show has ADD. It's all over the place. Your sound effects are annoying. And your host is arrogant. Right on all counts. But that's what we want. That's what we wanted it to be. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, that's right. Yes, it is. It's episode number 1150, believe it or not, of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Coming at you live on the Game Plus Television Network and the radio, WQEE, streaming, podcast, and all the rest, yada, yada, yada. Come on inside. I'm here in South Florida. Moose is in Toronto. And the guys got me, Moose. They got me playing that clip right off the start from what we had a lot of fun with yesterday. The anonymous major market television producer who just found our show and says that we've got ADD and the host is arrogant. Um, yeah. How about that? News flash. And the sky, the sky is blue as well. I'll, I'll say this. I opened the text line. This is all I want to say on this whole thing. I know people are having fun with it, as were we, but we got we to move on. Uh, but I opened the text line. Beth Ann, watching in the Queen City, writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line. This is, she was watching the replay at some point last night, and she says, confidence is often misconstrued as arrogance. Thank you, Beth Ann. You're right. So anyways, we're moving on, but it's fun. It's good. Coming up on the program today, Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets TV. WinnipegJets.com and Tim Hunter, Flames alumni, is going to be with us, and I'm just dying to jump into the topics. I'll just say, Moose, what's how's your morning been? What's up? What do you have to say to the people before we get serious here? Couple things. It's good. The morning is great. Okay. Um, two things. One, I'm still kind of shaking the cobwebs out of holiday mode. You know, getting back into it. And two, I'm still. It's been a number of months now. But I'm still getting used, Rod, to this Eastern time zone and staying up for those 10.30 p.m. puck drops like the Leafs and Kings last night. They make my mornings a little slow. Yeah, I saw you did that. Um, by the way, I'm excited that the national championship Monday night between Michigan and uh, Washington is going to kick off at 7.30 Eastern. I'm like, hallelujah. That's like an hour earlier than normal in what's going to probably be at least a four-and-a-half-hour game, but I'm looking forward to that. But I'm very in much looking forward to later on today. Peter Worrell is going to be joining our Cats and Bolts podcast, hence why I'm wearing Florida hockey gear right now because we're going right from this show to tape that. Peter Worrell, I got it written down here. The pride of, if I can read the card here, Pierre Fon Quebec. I think that's a suburb of Montreal, but I'll get it straightened out with Peter Worrell. He of 391 NHL games with the Florida Panthers and Colorado Avalanche. 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six 230 pounds is what he played at. And you know what I'm most excited to ask him about? The 1997 Memorial Cup, which he played in with Laval. 
That's because we were going to be there with the Regina Pats. That was the goal all year long with our coach, Rich Preston. Our phrase was, go to Hull. Hull, Laval, was, uh, I guess he played with Laval, but he was, he, hang on. He played with Laval, but he was in the member in 1997, if I have that right. I'm glad I got it all straightened out here before we even went to air. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> Producer Clark and director Jordan. Beautiful. And we'll jump right into it. We'll straighten it all out later. For now, here's our little NHL one-timers, Moose. Here's our NHL one-timers. Just a sentence on some of the key games from Tuesday night. Andrew Mangiapane and Jonathan Huberto scored in the first period for the Flames. Blake Coleman scored into an empty net, and they won 3-1 at Minnesota. People still talking about the orders. Connor McDavid had a goal and four assists. The orders beat Philly 5-2 in Edmonton. The big night gave Connor McDavid 903 points in 602 career games. Fifth fastest player in NHL history to record his 900th point behind Wayne, Mario, Mike Bossy and Peter Stastny. A lot of people would get the first two. I'm not sure a lot would get the third and fourth. In L.A., the game you mentioned, Martin Jones made 32 saves for his 30th career shutout. William Nylander scored two goals, and Toronto snapped a three-game losing streak with a 3-0 victory at L.A. In Winnipeg, Nikolai Ehlers and Morgan Barron scored in the third period, and the Jets extended their point streak to nine games, beating Tampa Bay 4-2. In Dallas, Caden Gooley and Jordan Harris added to Montreal's NHL, leading 30 goals from defensemen. And Sam Montembeau stopped 30 shots for the Canadians in a 4-3 win at Dallas. In Vancouver, Elias Pettersson and Pius Suter each scored twice. The Canucks used a fast start to beat the Sens 6-3. And uh, our Arizona Coyotes, or our Florida Panthers, won at the Arizona Coyotes, kicking off a Western roadie. Sam Reinhardt and Matthew Kachuk scored 42 seconds apart in the third, sending Florida to his fifth straight win, 4-1 at Arizona. I want everybody's thoughts on the night that was in the NHL. There were 13 games, but I'll start with yours. You stayed up late to watch it. Pretty complete effort by the Leafs, it looks like, in L.A. last night. It was. It was. And how refreshing when a team starts on time. Right? We hear that phrase a lot now over the last couple of years. You know, you got to start on time. And they put out the big line, the Marner line, right, or the uh, Marner Matthews unit right off the hop. And they took it right to L.A. First shift, couple chances. And that continued. They played like they should win, like they are the better team. And eventually the goals came. So I thought it was a complete effort. And it was good for Martin Jones to play well against a good team when you have goaltending issues. Samsonov getting sent down, Wall dealing with injuries. So I thought a lot of good things for the Leafs in that game last night. I'm checking in uh, from the audience. John Schmeiser checking in from Kansas City. He's, I met him personally. He stopped in at Century Downs in Calgary when we were doing the live show. He was up there doing business with, it was John Deere, wasn't it, John? Can't remember. Some implement company. Uh, BW from Edmonton writes in and he says, never change, Rod and Moose. This is what I'm trying to communicate to the, other, to the young people and the others on our staff, and trust me, we'll move on here in a second, but he, he never changed. The producer came in, eviscerated us, specifically me, and we never, never even left his name. It reminds me of what Cody Fajardo said, the Grey Cup MVP, about his security safety. Do you remember what he said? Maybe you weren't paying as close attention because you're not as, I don't, you're not as big a fan of him as I. You're a fan, but not as big a fan. You're not a stalker fan. 
like me, with Cody Fajardo. But he said he spent so much time and energy twisting himself up in knots to get everybody to like him when he was in Saskatchewan, it drove him nuts. See, this is the point. So I don't care what the TV producer that doesn't like me or our show has to say. You've been watching for a week. So I'm going to twist myself into knots to make you happy? And I don't even know who you are? Go piss up a rope. But I think I made that very clear yesterday. So I'm ready to move on. Um, so to, well, actually, it's a pretty good segue into our next point. Last word on the world juniors. Oh, boy, did everybody get hot and bothered on my comments yesterday, whereby Canada's coming home without a medal. They lost in a quarterfinal game to Chessia yesterday. I'm not even watching it anymore. And what did I say? Canada blew it at the World Juniors, and I don't want to hear that they're a bunch of kids because there's people were writing into the show yesterday. Friends of mine, can we have a discussion and not call names? I know some people can't because they were saying, calling me all these really hurtful names yesterday because of what I said. Listen, these words were echoing in my head this morning about Canada losing out, coming home without a medal of my dad. And I'm sorry. I know times have changed, but one thing has not. You can go back and forth on whether it's okay to fail or not. I don't personally think it's okay to fail, but to take it one step further than that, it's not okay to not try your best, right? Lombardi is the one that said winning isn't the only thing, it's everything or whatever it is. It's not everything, it's the only thing. It's, no, it's important to try your best. And we had this discussion this morning with the guys on our crew in our morning meeting. I said, did they play their best? Did they play their best? No, the answer is no, they did not play their best. So there were people saying that I was bullying the players for what I said, that they blew it. Um, disclaimer, I don't care what any of them say, for or against, but they didn't play their best. You can't look me in the eye and say that Canada played their best. That really sucks when you're coming home from a game and you know that you didn't leave it all out there. And that's all that I was saying. So the point is, I, I don't think it's okay to fail today's generation well it's okay we tried to me that's not good enough that's not the way that i was raised it's all that i'm saying and people saying you've been around hockey long enough you know you should know better than that these are warrior fans there are three moose Jaw warrior uh, players on the team canada so yeah they were they got uh, offended by what i said i don't care i'm not changing off that and before i get your take on the summation Len, watching in Edmonton, writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line, and he says, Rod, I'll keep watching the juniors as long as the USA loses. I'm sure there are plenty of Canucks who would agree. Just saying. Similar to the Rose Bowl versus the Professional Women's Hockey League. You watch what you want to watch, and I'll watch what I want to watch. I'm not interested in the World Juniors anymore. This is a business. Do you think TSN's happy? Do you think TSN's okay with the fact that Canada's not going to play for a medal? Pretty sure they ain't. It's the world's most famous hockey tournament. There's pressure that goes along with it, and they lost. Sorry, I'm done. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Over to you. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was with you in terms of my interest was down to a zero. Um, but I watched a little bit of the late games yesterday, and I saw, you know, I was watching a little bit of the Sweden-Switzerland game. And actually, I'm a little bit now intrigued to see if, if Sweden can get it done at home. So that's my rooting interest. I'll watch a little bit to see how Sweden can do at home because they historically don't play well in the medal round and they play so good in the round robin. So that's for me. Um, on the criticism of the team, it is interesting because you know we are so passionate about this tournament and about Canada and we, 
we hang a lot of pride, national pride on this tournament. So it's important to, to kind of have those high expectations. And when they don't meet them, it's, it's okay to be critical and to say, look at this team didn't meet the expectations. They need to be better. But at the same time, I've seen stuff online and seen other people reference, you know, DMing players and saying things about individual kids. I mean, that's, that's where I crossed the line, right? Um, nowhere on this program are we, you know, signaling out kids. And I think that's important, right? There's a line between being critical and being disrespectful. And I think it's important to toe that line. And I think we do that. I think that's something that I'm really proud that we do. We can be critical and not be disrespectful. It's a, uh, it's, it's the view for sports talk. I guess I'll jump into this now. I had it later in my points here. Um, and I'll bring in some of the comments from Don, our Navy friend. He says, great game last night, Jets. Yes, they beat Tampa Bay 4-2. And I watched that game. Tampa had a great start, couldn't finish. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Jeff in Yorkton writes that he says, seeing the replay of the winning goal, I don't think Canada blew it. Bad puck luck on that one. Did they play enough not to be in that position? I can't say. And they scored on themselves. And by the way, Serena and I don't agree on my take on the team. That's fine. Can we not sit here and have a discussion and not call each other names? That would be, that would be a win for everybody if we could do that. But I'm sitting here yesterday uh, channel surfing, one of my favorite things to do, just dropping anchor for a second. I'm watching PTI. Well, first of all, I was watching Pat McAfee. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. They really sink their teeth into topics like the two-point convert taken off the board for the Detroit Lions that cost them the win the other day. It was great. And the play calling the Nick Sabans getting criticized for at the end of the Rose Bowl. And, over. and, and wow, maybe we should spend time. But then a couple later, I'm watching PTI, and I really love that. The interruption, and they're just going zing, 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 like ADD, huh? Works for them, <laughs> and I'm like, we're kind of somewhere in between. I like to still say that we're the view for sports fans, where we will sit and talk about the topics of the day in sports. There's a lot of people writing in saying they'll continue to watch the World Juniors. That's awesome for you, brah. But I'm moving on because we have all these other things. <clears throat> I'm just not that interested. Now, to our poll question today, <laughs> again, if you're not first, you're last. What did I say? Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Or maybe it was his dad. One of them said, second place is the first loser. We're not even playing for second place. Anyways, we're jumping back to the NHL for the poll question today, which is brought to you by Key Auto Group at Key Auto Group. We're driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And the poll question is this. How will the Alberta NHL teams fare come Stanley Cup playoff time? Because we're very big in Edmonton and very big in Calgary and all over the Wild Rose province. Will the Oilers make it and not the Flames? Will the Flames make it and not the Oilers? Will they both make it or will neither make it? And as we sit here today, and this is why I'm really excited to have Tim Hunter on the show later today to get his take on the Flames because they won last night. They seem to be coming around. The leader of the poll right now, the majority are voting for what I would say. Oilers make it, Flames don't. 
19% saying they're both going to miss. 18% say they're both going to make it. And a big fat zero say the Flames are going to be in, but the Orders will not. So again, I'm saying Flames in, uh, sorry, Orders in, Flames not. That's my vote. And 63% of people are voting that way. How about you? What are you saying? I think that's the most likely situation. I'm still going to be in the minority and say that they both make it. You know, the Flames have won mm. two in a row. They've been playing better hockey as of late. You know, they've got points in seven of their last 10 games. Um, so I think those are all trends. But there's two things that are against them. They're only three points out of a playoff spot, and the Oilers are one. But as I look at it today, St. Louis, yep. Seattle, and Edmonton are all ahead of them. And they've got to jump all those plus one of Arizona or Nashville. The other thing that's against the Flames right now is they're 0-4 in shootouts. And not that that's a big number, but those are key points. You know, when you look at the teams that can nudge themselves in and out of the playoff spot, it's the teams that when you get to extra time, you can pick up that second point. So they need to find a way to be a little scrappier in the OT and the shootouts to pick up those extra points. We got football coming up after the break. A lot of real fun stuff. Navy Don watching in Ottawa says the world's most famous hockey tournament in Canada. I doubt the rest of the world is as swept up as us. Potato, potato, bro. What, what, name me another one. Name me another hockey tournament that's more famous than the World Juniors. And please don't say the Olympics, because I don't think that counts, especially when they don't have NHLers. Please name me another one. I'll wait. We don't even care about the World Hockey Championships. The players in the World Hockey Championships don't even care about. These are the players that miss the NHL playoffs and go over for a party in Europe. They don't even care. What other hockey tournament rates? The Memorial Cup? You're starting to realize that, yes, Canada, Canada cares about hockey. Number one, two, three, four, and five. The rest of the world doesn't care that much. But they also call the Super Bowl the World Championship. And newsflash, they only invite American teams. So <laughs> when I say the world's most famous hockey tournament, just name me another one if I'm wrong. We'll be back with NFL, maybe some CFL if it comes up. A whole lot more to go. We'll be right back. Live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. All right, ye old RP show continues. Daytime sports talk coming at you. And the text line's open. We got some good stuff. Do me a favor. If you're watching live right now on Game Plus TV or listening live on the radio, WQEE or the streams, pick up your phone and text us. Only if you're safe to do so. On the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Let's uh, bring in the moose when we have a minute. Jim writes in from Balgoni Sask uh, on the 902 line. He says, get ready. It's the ADHD annoying, arrogant RP show. Approved. Approved. We really cut. We're on to something here, Moose. <laughs> We're really on to something. I just hope that people realize what I'm saying. We're not going to twist ourselves up in knots with trying to please everybody. Ricky uh, Nelson said it the best with his song, The Garden Party. Can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And that, re that includes our opinions on Canada's World Junior Team. I'm sorry. But Glenn, watching in Medicine Hat, writes in and he says, Anybody ever talk about the financial commitment made to the World Juniors? Is this supposed to be a gift for a group of under-20 hockey players? Just another reason they shouldn't be immune to constructive criticism. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, we didn't go over there for a holiday. All right. Um, Don, Don Mitchell, Navy Don says the Stanley Cup playoffs is the world's most famous hockey tournament. I, I don't, you're right, it's a tournament. I don't see it as such. Like, like, like I, that's two months long, bro. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a tournament where we yeah. get a T-shirt and a tracksuit, and, you know, I, I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just a, I never looked at it that way. Technically, it's a tournament, and we have a round robin, which is the regular season. I get that, but it's not the same. This is supposed to be two weeks, special team, you know, event, and I'm with you. Like, yeah. I only consider when you say the, the, you know, most famous hockey tournament, I'm trying to think of the tournament that plays every year you know the olympics might be it but that's only once every four years so i don't consider it that that's different and so is like i wasn't even thinking about the world cup of hockey if they even bring that back again you know and i'm trying to think of another tournament well, the only yeah. one i can think of is the you know the what is it now i don't want to say midget tournament but it's the u18 tournament or u19 tournament in calgary every year it used to be called the max, max. now it's the circle k classic and that one in the Memorial Cup. But again, those are Canadian tournaments. I know there's international teams in Calgary, but yeah, it's the World Juniors for sure. I appreciate the debate. 
not going to sit here and call people names, but I've thought about this for a long time. The world's most famous hockey tournaments, the World Juniors. Please and thank you. Um, Jay and Winnipeg. Forget about this Calgary-Edmonton talk. How about them Jets, baby? Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it earlier. The Winnipeg Jets are Canada's best team. I mean, and I... I get that we're enjoying the ride. I appreciate the optimism of everybody. And I think the Jets are, um, they got a lot going on there. Like with Tampa Bay last night, again, for those that just tuned in, later on today, Serena and I are going to be recording our Cats and Bolts podcast. And Peter Worrell is going to join us live. I'm not subjecting you all to the Florida hockey talk. That's why we started our own show down here and it's going great. The Jets are awesome. They were outshot 25-15 by uh, Tampa last night through the first two periods. And I love the goaltending battle. I mean, we all watch for our own specific reasons, don't we? Vasilevsky, Hellebuck? Oh, yes, please. For a goalie guy. Like, aside from your team, the Leafs playing at L.A. last night, what do you tune in for? What do you... Because I'm such a freak. I'm tuning in for specific players, specific reasons. I'm just different than everybody else. What do you tune in for when you tune in a sporting event? It depends on the event, obviously. But much like the World Junior Talk, you have to have a reason to watch. We're not just going to watch because, you know, I got nothing else to do. There's a million things to watch. You watch for a reason. Something draws you in. So it was my team last night. It was two good teams. You know, I'm watching for Austin Matthews. I'm watching for the guys to see if they'll score, if they'll win, all that kind of stuff. But other games, you got to pull me in. So I'll watch the McDavid's or Crosby's always special, Bedard. You're watching for little reasons. You're watching for the goalies. The only reason I'll watch the World Juniors is to see if Sweden can get it done. If I didn't think about that, there'd be no reason to watch, right? So you need to have a rooting interest all the time, I believe. Yeah, I do. I do. And uh, from Navy Don, who's such a good man, he brought me in to speak to the naval officers one time that was something he says anywho the old canada cup was the greatest of course mario mike and the great one the the 80s were the best for everything music clothes cars sports it was the best but as we know it's not okay it's okay to visit the past it's not okay to live there so moving on You see, I'm slowing things down. And next hour, we'll get into a little more of what this show has always been from day one. It's the view for sports fans. Some big shot major market TV producer is not going to come in here and tell us what we need to do. It's not going to happen. A morph of McAfee, which I'll guarantee you, Pat McAfee ain't talking about the world juniors. Pretty sure about that. And hockey for that matter. And PTI does their own thing. But they were talking about this yesterday, my fourth point. The NFL has fined Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper $300,000 tossing a drink at fans in Jacksonville toward the end of a game on the weekend. The league called Tepper's conduct unacceptable. Tepper's reaction came after rookie quarterback Bryce Young threw an interception with less than three minutes to play in a 26 to nothing loss to the Jaguars. What they were talking about on PTI is what should happen to him. And should he be suspended? Like uh, Mike Wilbaum was saying, weeks, if not months, he should be suspended. I'm thinking, ah, a fine will do it. And it would be really nice if the fine went to a child's, uh, 
any charity. I'm a sucker for children's charities, but any charity. I don't like it when it goes into the league coffers, i.e. the commissioner's lunch money. Do you know what I mean? Like, put it towards something useful. But a fine will do it. 300000 seems a little excessive. But I mean, how this Tepper sounds like a special kind of jerk, man. He really does. Like, that team is screwed for a long time. Six ways from Sunday, the Carolina Panthers. Um, but so, he, uh, so, so, so I'm saying a fine was enough. It's more harsh than I would have fined him, but it's good. What do you think about what David Tepper got? And did you see the clip, by the way, of him throwing the drink at the fans? You just can't do that. Like, that is unacceptable. You're the owner of the team. You're, you know, in that position. You need to, you know, show the most restraint, you know, of all time. I do love, you know, guys that are passionate, wear their heart on their sleeve. And he threw it. I mean, he was passionate. But, I mean, the fine is good. You talk about that team being screwed up for a while. I mean, he's just sitting there. His blood is boiling because he gave up all these assets just to draft Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud's a win on Sunday away from getting the Texans into the playoffs. They win and they're in. So, and, and potentially win that division. So it's uh, got to be very, very frustrating because not only did you, as it looks in year one, I won't put it in stone yet, but it looks like he drafted the wrong guy in year one. And you also gave up all those assets to do it. And now your team is still bad. So, I mean, I get it. He's frustrated, but you can't do it. You're resonating with the Winnipeg fans today, by the way, with what you're wearing, your Jets jacket. By the way, my jet, all my Canadian NHL and sports gear is at my place in Saskatchewan. So I'll be picking it up at some point. Good for you. You're really scoring a lot of points with the Winnipeg people today, Moose. But, yeah, and by the way, for the Jets fans, Thomas will be joining us next from Winnipeg Jets TV to talk more about Canada's team. Uh, But I just, I don't want to go down the owner's road, at least not here. I had a long talk with a national sports network guy here on the weekend. He just asked me, why are you not pursuing play-by-play jobs and working with teams? I said, I just, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Can only work for good people. I can't. For people like this guy, David Tepper, you think he's the only jerk in the world? No, there's a lot of them. I can't work for a guy like that. You know, there are some good people and I'm working for them. That's what I want to do. I don't have it in me anymore. Owners, kids, bad people can't, won't do it. And also... My fifth point is being Super Bowl bound. I, it's it's, it, it's going to take more time than we have to explain here. But I got an email yesterday. I called you within minutes of this email coming in yesterday from the National Football League. Congratulations, Rod Peterson. Your credentials have been approved for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. And I was almost like, no, I, no, I almost don't want to go. And I had to explain that to a recovery client of mine. He's like, what do you mean you don't want to go? I'm like, I was looking for an excuse not to go to Vegas. Like, I couldn't get approved. I couldn't get a flight. I couldn't get a place to stay. I've got all of those things. So we're going to Vegas. It's all come together. The universe is saying, Rod, you're going to Vegas. And Moose, you're welcome to come if you want. We got room for you. That's up to you. But we're going to the Super Bowl. It's just the greatest thing 
We'll be broadcasting live from Super Bowl. I'm waiting to see if it's on Radio Row. I've got other now U.S. podcasts that are asking if they can come in and use our booth on Radio Row. I haven't decided yet. It's a big deal. So again, I love the freedom of this show. And so WQEE down there in Atlanta, Ryan already, you're going to Super Bowl. Hey, Game Plus TV, you're going to Super Bowl with the RP show. It's the biggest of the big, Darren. So that's fun. I don't know what my point is other than the breaking news. Uh, we're going to be at the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to be in it? Before we break, who do you think will be in it? Congratulations. It'll be Baltimore and San Francisco. Um, that's the conspiracy anyway because of the, <coughs> the logo color scam or uh, thing. But you know what? I'm going to change it. I think the Super Bowl is going to be Baltimore and Dallas. Ooh. Okay. Shout out to Michael Wynn. He's watching from Ice Time Sports in Winnipeg. Uh, he's one of those Winnipeg people that loves your jacket. And we're going to Winnipeg next with uh, the great Jamie Thomas. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. You bet. The uh, train continues after this brief pause. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. RP Show continues on a glorious day to be talking sports. And we got some great messages that come in from the audience. I'll get to those in the next segment. We're going to Winnipeg now where last night Nikolai Ehlers and Morgan Barron scored in the third period. And the Jets extended their point streak to nine games, beating Tampa Bay 4-2 at Canada Life Center. Jamie Thomas was there from Winnipeg Jets TV. And JT, it's always a good day following the Winnipeg Jets. But this season, man, you must pinch yourself every day. This is a hell of a hockey team. A wagon, I think they say. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that and many friends. It's it's a much different team than the 17-18 team that steamrolled through the entire regular season, Rod. And and I'll tell you why. It's obviously, when you go 26 consecutive games with allowing three goals or less, it tells you to the commitment to defense first that the Jets are using this year. And, uh, of course, a ton of depth up front brought to, in by that trade with the Los Angeles Kings with Pierre-Luc Dubois going to the Kings and of course three players in a draft pick coming here as well so uh, defensively responsible and then allowing offense to flow from that so it's it, it, you're right it has been a lot of fun um, you know they've started slow in a couple of games here out of the out of the gate in the in the, in the Christmas or out of the post Christmas schedule but they stick with their structure, they don't panic, and uh, you're seeing the results with the nine-game point streak, uh, which is a, it ties a franchise record. 
isn't that interesting you say that? Because I don't think the fans do understand. Mm -hmm. It is. The, the logo is the same. That's about it. There's mm -hmm. some key players, too. Yeah. It's a new head coach. Big trade, as you said. Different culture. Yeah. You've got some different faces, a different system. But uh, there's a belief. This is what I saw last night because I watched the game. Tampa had the lead for the first half of the game. The Jets yep. didn't seem to care. It's like they knew they were going to come back and win the game. Yeah, there, there, there just seems to be that belief that if you stay with everything and you, you listen to what the coaches have been preaching for a year and a half now, right? This is a year and a half. They've been in this, this structure, um, you know, that Rick Bonus and Scott Arneal and the coaching staff have been trying to drill down. And I think clearly from the start of the year, you know, they're like, wow, if we don't try to look for offense and we stick with defense first and make sure our goaltender is taken care of in our own end and uh, our breakouts are proper, our, our structure the neutral zone, not trying cross ice passes that aren't there, not you know passes that have a hope and a prayer on them. So it, it's amazing when you listen to the coaching staff and when the, believe in the system and your teammates as well um, that what what you can do. And the amazing part of all this too, Rod, is you had Gabe Velarde missing 20 games to start the year. You have had Kyle Connor out of your lineup for a long stretch here right now, and he likely won't be back until after the All Star break. So you have your top goal scorer out of the lineup and you're still scoring goals the way that they have. But again, going back to the original point, you're playing defense first. And of course it doesn't certainly doesn't help or hurt. Sorry that you have Connor Hellebuck um, behind you whenever the, the defense does break down, which doesn't happen very often five on five. Well, the nice thing for him, he's not like Dominic Hasek back there where he's relied on every <laughs> night to get the win. And if he doesn't have a great night, yeah. they don't win. By the way, I think you're old enough. I think you and yeah. I are the same age. Remember that old commercial? When you said proper, you know what I thought of? Emma, MC Hammer. What? Was it Dr. Pepper? <laughs> when yeah. When you look back, yes. Papa. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rod, too Anyway, was a big part of the 20s. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And a yeah. great part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're in our stable of Winnipeg guys. Yourself, Hustler, Sean Reynolds mm -hmm. comes on here regularly. I'm not sure I ever did ask. The key, one of the big keys going into the year is was the long-term deals for Shifley and Hellebuck. I'm not sure I asked mm -hmm. why they explained why they did that. I mean, explain why, why it's so nice to not have that cloud over the team and why was it important for them to get that done when they did? Yeah, I, I think it was because there was the doubt, right? And any time a player here and there's any, any hesitation of somebody wanting to stay in Winnipeg, that insecurity kind of creeps in a little bit. If you're a Winnipeg Jet fan, oh, nobody wants to play here. That is certainly not the case. And Mark Shifley made that clear after the contract extension was signed that it was important to him to be a Jet for life, you know, because Steve Eisman was his favorite player. Steve Eisman played his entire career with the Detroit Red Wings. Mark Shifley wanted that on his legacy that he wanted to be a Jet forever. And it helps that that deal comes together and Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley go in the Jets dressing room, make the announcement together. And the, the, you know, the loud cheer that came afterwards, the relief for everybody. And I'll, I'll start with Mark Shifley. Imagine you go into your last year contract. You have no idea how your future is going, what your future looks like. And you've never said that you didn't want to be here, at least outwardly to anybody publicly. So I think Mark Shifley wanted to be here from the start. Now you have this contract. You know 
unless there's a trade or something down the road that happens or an injury, you're going to finish your career as a Winnipeg Jet. Now that's off your shoulders. Now you can just play hockey. You've had Nikolai Ehlers, you've had Kyle Connor, you've had Gabe Velarde on your side here. So I think Mark Shifley has been freed up to play the, the way he wants to play, knowing that he has security of a seven-year extension and can be the player that he's supposed to be here in Winnipeg. And then Connor Hellebuck, no question, you can't find a goaltender like him, Rod. There's just not anybody like him out yeah. there that plays 65 to 70 games a year. They're just not there. And we've, you know, we've seen teams be successful with the one-two punch and goal, you know, your 1A and 1B. And all apologies, of course, to Lauren Brassois, who's been tremendous this year. But Connor Hellebuck is the goaltender and the top goaltender in the National Hockey League right now for a reason. And you just, no matter what they did, no matter what trade they would have made for Connor Hellebuck, they would have not got the proper return. And Kevin Shoveldayoff said that in July on free agency. It leaves a big hole in our organization if we trade one or the other or both players. So those holes do not have to be filled because Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck are going to be here for the next seven years. Well, you know, it's interesting. John Liu is also part of our Winnipeg gang of which you're in. And John right. said on this show that just walking into the room, it feels lighter. And I shouldn't assume yeah. what he, why that is. Um, is it part of because yeah. these long-term deals are done? Or is it because of personnel changes? Or Obviously, you feel it too. What would you say is the reason yes. for that? Well, I think personnel changes plays a large part of it. And you know, we, we constantly hear coaches or GMs say that you have to change the culture in your dressing room. You got you to gotta have some, a shift. So let's just start with the captain, Adam Lowry, uh, a, a prairie kid, you know, uh, Alberta boy, right? So that is your captain. And this is no knock on the previous uh, captain at all, but Adam Lowry, I think, is that blue-collared player that fits into what Winnipeg people are, right? They're hardworking people. Uh, it is a grind being here in the wintertime. Adam Lowry has embraced being a Winnipeg Jet his entire career. So the change in the new captain plays a role in that, allowing other voices to come through. The Nate Schmitz, the Brendan Dillons, the Dylan DeMellos. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers has been around a long time. Kyle Connor has been around a long time. All those guys now have a voice, and that was what was important to Rick Bonus last year when he took the captaincy away from Blake Wheeler to get more voices in the dressing room. More people have a say. Neil Pionk's in there as well. So I can go down the list of all the veteran players in that room that know the game, know the system, and know what it's like to be a Winnipeg Jet and want to be a Winnipeg Jet. And that's what Rick Bonus has been saying all along, Rod. After Shifley and Hellebuck signed their contracts. They want to be Winnipeg Jets. You'll hear him say it again. If there's, a, you know, somebody comes in, the three players, you know, Alex Iofalo, Rasmus Kapari, Gabe Bellardi, they want to be Winnipeg Jets. They want to be in Winnipeg. That's what's been important. And I think that's why there's been a big change in the lightness in the Winnipeg Jets dressing room. And Rod, let's not kid ourselves. Winning always helps. It's way easier to come to the rink when you're in first place or around first place in the standings. And happy. And we have less than a minute. Yeah. Tell me, please, that's a Herculean task that Rick Bonus has overcome. Shifting yeah. the culture and yeah. winning consistently. What's yes. next? What's he got to do next? Oh, boy. Uh, that, that's, I think <laughs> right? it's just like making sure that I think, I think it's just not allowing the players to get too big of themselves, which I don't believe will happen. You've played so well. You're being told every day how great you are at this point. Will it sink in or will you start to take things for granted and start looking for offense and start trying to pad your stats? I just don't see it happening. 
And, um, you know, you know, Donald Tony Notto has been called up in the minors because of injuries to David Gustafson. He's got points in four straight games. The fourth line is producing. I just think up and down the lineup, there's so much depth that I just don't see this going off the rails the way it did last year because the players realize if we stay in the structure and play the way the coaches ask us to, we will be successful. And you're seeing the way it's working right now. Love it. Love it. Man, you're a quality broadcaster, but an even more quality human being, JT. And you know I think that. All the best. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, same to you, Rod. And go to the Super Bowl, buddy. You will. Ha- you love going to the Super Bowl. Do not hesitate. You belong to be at the Super Bowl. <laughs> On Radio Row, that's your place. I don't want to hear any stories about Rod Peterson not wanting to go to the Super Bowl. I know it's in Vegas, but get your butt in there. Have a great time because you've earned that opportunity, my friend. I- uh, that's sold. Sold. Thank you, sold. Jamie. Appreciate sold. it. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. Okay. Jamie, Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets TV. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover right after this. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A good time, not a long time on this segment. I'm going to jump right into a sports update. All positive vibes here today. That's what I feel. And Sophie Betez scored 64 seconds into overtime Tuesday night to lift. Visiting Montreal past Ottawa 3-2 in the season opener for both professional women's hockey league squads. Meanwhile, in the dub, Oasis Weisblatt's second power play goal of the night scored a 453 of overtime, gave the Medicine Hat Tigers an exciting 4-3 WHL victory over the visiting Red Deer Rebels Tuesday night at Co-op Place. And veteran quarterback Dane Evans has announced his retirement from pro football. The 30-year-old joined the CFL as a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2017, spent five seasons with the club, and then in 2023 was traded to the BC Lions. Happy retirement, Dane Evans. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, and Nicole Kidman. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is in theaters now. Uh, to the streets, Glenn in Madison Hat writes in and says, a total of 8,313 fans in the stands for the pro women hockey league game in Ottawa last night. Suppose the average ticket price is $25. That's over 200000 in revenue. Pretty good night at the box office. 
Regarding Super Bowl picks, Janet, the Four Seasons says anyone but Kansas City or Dallas. Sorry, Roddy. Don't worry, the Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl. The only way they're going, the only way Dak Prescott's going is if he's driving a tour bus. Write it down. And Ryan in Saratoga, New York, regarding the Dr. Pepper, uh, sorry, I said Dr. Pepper, MC Hammer. Proper. Remember that commercial? Only a certain vintage of you would remember that. Ryan in New York says, uh, it was Diet Pepsi. How about that? From... John in Edmonton says, Team Canada players get threats and nasty personal messages on social media. TSN commentator Gord Miller took to threads on Wednesday morning to ask fans to stop sending nasty messages. Good luck. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Last minute of play in hour one. Um, we're going to roll this into hour two, a lot of these comments. Text lines open 902-518-3033. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. writes in and he says, Okay, Rod, I'm so glad to have you back after the Christmas break. It's a major part of my day to watch the RP show. Wayne, you are a major part of this show, so thank you. But when I sit and watch those shows here, Pat McAfee, PTI, those specific ones, more so PTI, but also McAfee, um, I feel good. When I listen to ESPN radio in the morning, the crew, I don't always like what they have to say or even what they say, but I, I feel good. And I hope that this show does that for you people. Got the bell, Clark. Anyways, we'll read these comments. And more. Moose rejoins next hour. And who else we got? Tim Hunter. All coming up after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.